Pussies Call the first one savage mode my mood That's what it was 2016 we was running around Beat niggas up in the club I know she around for the money But act like she loyal I don't feel the love I'm so rich get bored Might wake up buy me a car just cause Her titties is hard cause she spent the five My bitch titties cost me a dub All my bitches got BBLs All my bitches got blood I ain't with the rap beat Draco pedophile All my arts get touched We ain't never ran off on no bar But we still be hopping out cuz So the funny thing that just happened, we were getting ready to start this episode of recording and I just flipped to my uh, email real quick and I have an email in here from a website that I frequent sometimes for some of my other, uh, for my other needs. And it is an email about the sale of knives. What? And yeah, it's a, it's a knife sale. Apparently there's a knife sale going on. And I just thought that it was interesting that I got this email about knives before we sit and talk about 21 Savage and his new album, Savage Mode 2. Does this come with a butcher block? Or like, are There's, these like daggers that you throw? It's everything. There are daggers. What? There are hatchets. <laughs> there are knives that look just like the knife that 21 has on his face. There's all sorts of blades and styles and yes, this I'm scrolling right now looking at all kinds of knives. So it is not just one knife, it is several knives. And so maybe the sale? spirit of twenty one savage, maybe the spirit of savagery is with us today as we uh embark upon this journey to discuss Savage Mode two with uh twenty one Savage and the good brother Metro Boomin. Does Metro Boomin trust either one of you? Um, he you did a, once upon a time. Once upon a time, he trusted you. What about you? Mm -hmm. Yo, does, does I'm, I'm going to say trust yes. You? I'm going to say yes. I have no reason to think otherwise. <laughs> now, are you saying yes out of fear that Future will shoot you, or are you saying <laughs> yes because you're just going to opt on the side that you're a trustworthy person? I'm going to opt on the side that I'm trustworthy. Okay, that's but fair, that's man. that's a great question. I think we should ask every person we meet that question just so we know anyone you have been a, a dinner date with or a lunch meeting that should be the icebreaker icebreaker does right. metro Boomin trust you yes because yes, if yes. not because if we, not we can do this over zoom <laughs> we can <laughs> are if you not, sure you would want to relegate it to zoom because i mean these days zoom is tired yeah, <laughs> Zoom is tired. Zoom is exhausted. Zoom is probably looking at all of us collectively, like, "Yo, would you just leave me the fuck alone?" <laughs> That's crazy. Zoom is That's sick crazy. and tired of all of our shit. But here we are on Zoom recording our podcasts. Hello. So Zoom Hello. has to hold on a little bit longer for at least the next forty-five minutes while we talk about this album. Oh my god! So I guess my first question for the both of you would be. We got this. Uh, we got this viral advertisement on what Monday, Tuesday, something like that of this of this past week. Mm -hmm. And the trailer, was, yeah, the trailer. So, what did you think upon first seeing the trailer? Before we even get into the actual substance of the album, when I saw it, my first thoughts were Morgan Freeman. Just hearing his voice attached to a rap album, pretty phenomenal. Was because it could have been a movie trailer, 
Seriously, yeah. like if they decided to not drop an album and it would have been a Metro Boomin, 21 Savage, Buddy Cop film, it could have easily came out on Friday. Just because <laughs> that trailer opened up the opportunity for them to go straight cinematic. And that's what, what really got me because, you know, Savage Mode... Uh, four years ago, when that came out, there was no narration. There was no sense of uh, of a concept outside of these two collaborators coming together to work on a project. You know, really basic EP stuff. But this felt bigger. This felt way more thoughtful. And it made me excited to see how a sequel from these two could play out when, you, when you're leading with Morgan Freeman in the trailer. Christina? Um, my first thought was, look at all that blood. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that, all the blood. 21 Savage and Metro Boomin are out here like the fucking great pumpkin ushering in the month of October. So to be in savage mode is to go hard, not allowing anything to stop or deter you from your mission. Basically, this means when someone is in savage mode, they are not to be fucked with. <laughs> Getting us in the mood for some spooky ass shit. Yeah. That was my first mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, to Yo's point, it was the trailer was to me, it was actually so good that I was legitimately confused as to whether or not it was actually a movie or actually an album. Like that's true. I couldn't really do. I think I might even ask you all in the group chat. Like, is this yeah. like, is it an album that's coming out or like what exactly is this? Because when you, to me, when you pull out Morgan Freeman, I mean, yeah, obviously his voice is amazing and it sounds great over you know rap tracks. But I really didn't know if he was doing a movie or not. I'm like, oh, Twenty One Savage is putting out a movie in the middle of this pandemic. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. that's what's up. Um, it, it really got me thinking, how has Morgan Freeman been spending his quarantine? Obviously, we have some glimpse into that. But when 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's camp contact Morgan Freeman, was Morgan Freeman reading over scripts, considering animation treatments? Has he taken up gardening? Like, what was his schedule like to where he looks at the treatment for Savage Mode 2 and is like, OK, let me talk about snitches and rats. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but that was amazing. Something that uh, I think is very cool is that uh I saw a Measy tweet Big Rube did the scripts for Morgan for the album. Really? No. Yes. That yes. makes it even oh, man. better. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. When I saw that, to me, that's like the best thing I've seen all week was knowing that Big Rube broke that for Morgan. Wow. Like, so it's still Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. It makes all the sense in it the world. It makes so man. much sense. Because, I mean, it, it feels like Rube's tone, like mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. lyricism of the narration. Also, that was a high for me to go into the album and hear his consistent narration throughout the album. Like, right. I thought it was going to just be the trailer. Oh, they got Morgan Freeman to do the trailer. No, they got Morgan Freeman to do the album. The album, yeah. The, that's, mean, a, that's just a different bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman absolutely. is hot lately, too, because I feel like after the, uh, after the Fast Times at Ridgemont High table read went viral, I feel like Morgan Freeman was like, 
the internet was loving Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Morgan Freeman for that period of time. And for him to come right off of that, right into 21 Savage album that have absolutely nothing to do with one another. I thought that was pretty cool. It shows the range, Ja. It shows the range. can do everything. Yeah, he's back. He's all the way back in pop culture. I mean, he's never yeah. left, but, you know, you're only as hot as your last hit. And to see someone of Morgan Stature who's been hot and has been legendary for so long still find new pockets to get people yeah. excited about him, that's longevity. Yeah. And I, I want to know how they put all these pieces together from the big room script to Morgan Freeman's narration because that couldn't have been an easy thing to pull off. But maybe it was. I could be wrong. It's just, that's, to me, that's a big play. It's a big play. You know, that's... But like, what's you know, the pitch? Uh, what, I don't know what kind of budget that requires, but not every <laughs> rapper could pull that off. No, for sure. I mean, well, it does kind of help explain how Morgan Freeman sounds so knowledgeable in Street Code, because that was the one thing I was wondering about. I was like, you were in Bruce Almighty. <laughs> what do you know about some Takashi 6ix9ine shit? You're Jesus. That was my biggest question, probably going into this. I, yeah, no, the Snitches and the Rats interlude is so good. <laughs> that I was like, who wrote this? Because <laughs> did he write it? If I found out that Morgan Freeman wrote all the narration for this, I would have. I don't know. But I, I mean, to your point, Christina, like he, Morgan Freeman was Jesus. Exactly. Yes. Like you're Jesus, and here you are talking about snitches, rats, and AKs, and <laughs> all the, the fact that the your street. enemies should be eliminated. When that part came up, I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, if God says so, then If fine. he says so, then this is just what it is. Who am I to question God Almighty? That was in Corinthians, I think. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Man. Okay, so so do we see this trailer for, for Savage Mode 2? What, if anything, were you all expecting musically? Because I'll say this. For me, coming off of uh, I Am Better Than I Was, clearly that was an album that had like huge growth for 21 and I would say musically and somewhat thematically that, you know, he was kind of stepping maybe even like above to a, to a, you know, another air that people didn't know that was in his catalog or in his, you know, uh, talent pool or whatever. So I'm thinking to myself, like Savage Mode 2, okay, so it's a sequel album, which makes me a little hesitant, but I'll roll with it. You know, I, I trust Metro. Uh, I trust 21. So let's just see what we got here. So what expectations did you have going in for what this would be like? I usually don't like sequels. Just like the idea of sequels can be a little bit jarring because the expectations are usually high when you come off a great original. And I really like Savage Mode. I think that was the tape that made me see 21 Savage as a legitimate artist who was gonna have some real staying power. You know, we're, we're post Red Ops at this point and teaming up with Metro just seemed to be an ally, perfect to legitimize 21 as like the next street rapper to come out of Atlanta that could really hit the market hard. So, I don't know what I thought for real, because you also have to consider we're coming off of his arrest and everything that happened with ICE last year. 
then this is right. his first release since and he's done some features but no major releases so i wasn't sure if this was going to be something where we will see a change in character i don't know if this was going to be an album where he was going to have to uh, explain the circumstance that he was in i mean we saw with tory lanes tory lanes made a whole album about the megan situation so i didn't know if 21 had said in the cut and decided how he was going to uh, re-establish himself. I wasn't sure. So I was curious to how he was going to pull it off, but I had no idea what this album could potentially be. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so like yo, I'm a huge fan of the original Savage Mode. I actually think Ocean Drive might be one of my favorite songs ever. Um, but it... Like, yo, I was, it's also hard to say just like how they were going to do the sequel to begin with. Um, because first I, I really like the original. I even wrote about it for NPR's Southern Hip Hop Canon Project. That's how much I like it. But then also in particular with Savage Mode, it was the introduction to this very memorable character almost. It like, you can only replicate the first time that you meet the man with the dagger tattoo once and um so much has happened since then that i didn't know how they were going to return to like that whole state of mind where they're seeing so hell-bent on showing that there's like this even darker and grimmer side to atlanta than even all these trap rappers have been telling you about so I had no idea what to expect. And to be honest, like throwing Morgan Freeman into the mix really had me for a loop because I was just like, OK, are we just getting the the blockbuster sequel? Like, you know, as Yo was saying, is he going to talk about the ice stuff at all? Which he did end up addressing, but only to basically say, like, don't ask me about that shit. Um, but yeah, it, it was really hard to say because a lot has happened in those four years. Like Metro Boomin has worked with Lana Del Rey and The Weeknd, you know? So even in terms of like his sound, even though there are tons of people out there now who trust Metro Boomin, Max Martin included. Mm, Max Martin included. Just saying, just saying. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they were both prominently featured in that Weeknd album, which was ascent, uh, After Hours, I mean, which like basically sounded like Uncut Gems part two, but you It know. did, it really did. Also, 21 won the Grammy off his last also album. Also, the Grammy. So he did. He, he's a Grammy award-winning rapper, and Metro's a super, super producer. So their stature has significantly increased since their first offering. You know, when they teamed up back in 2016, we're talking about completely different trajectories. And, you know, you kind of get these two at the top of their game. So... It, it's a big release. It, it, it didn't really feel like that at first. Like, oh my God, like this is a huge release between two people who are much larger than they were before, probably because they just feel like close collaborators. But yeah, like the stakes were much higher this time around. So everything obviously that you said, that you guys both said, like kind of sets the stage for what this album should mean I, I hesitate to say should because i mean i don't know what his i don't know what 21's goal was with this project was it to just kind of put out the body of work of stuff that he had been working on or was this supposed to be 
the big release that was going to have songs on it that kind of, you know, are here for the rest of the year. And I didn't really feel the bigness. I didn't really feel the this album. I'm I'm creating this album to be super important, to be mm. a follow up to the last album, to possibly win a Grammy, to possibly, you know, push forward my career in another type of way, or or put another brick on top of this monument that I'm already creating. Interesting. I kind of got more of a, I don't want to say thrown together because they had Morgan fucking Freeman on it. So like they obviously put an effort into it, but it just didn't, it doesn't wholly feel like something that is going to be very, very memorable. That isn't to say that it isn't enjoyable to an extent, but maybe my expectations were too high from everything you all just said and like where he was coming from the last plus him and metro have had like an amazing track record especially 2019 like 2018 2019 between all the years i mean all the years but like without warning was obviously like a really big deal that spawned like records that were hugely influential in that year and you know it's it's arguable whether or not j cole gave 21 the best of all of his feature verses on the last album with the record that doesn't sound like a record that you would normally hear for 21 so there's all these things that went on that made it seem like a big deal and i was kind of searching for those moments on this project and i didn't exactly grab hold of them did anybody else feel that same way or am i like is my ear tripping have i been like hypnotized into thinking the wrong thing so well my question is like in regards to what you mean by big like are you where are you looking for further introspection are you looking for um like progression or greater experimentation as far as production goes like what do you think okay this is how this is how i explained it to my homie who i spoke to just before we we got on here okay i was expecting to hear at least I was expecting to hear at least three songs that made me text one of you or any of my other mm. friends. Like, yo, you got to hear this. If you had listened to the 21 album, you got to hear XYZ PDQ. And I didn't get the impetus to like grab my phone and text anyone as I listened to this album. Mm. It, okay. it, it, it didn't like force me into like that type of excitement to where I want to share and tell other people this song right here is the shit. That's normally how I've been judging the albums that I've been listening to or the music that I've been listening to over the past couple of years, especially this year. It's like, if I hear something that's super dope, I want all my people to know about it. Even if we disagree, that's fine, but I just want everyone to know that like this is what I'm excited about. I mean, and you were like that that's with that Savage is. Boat? That's true. It's very true for the record. Yeah, Sorry. I can't help it. It's it's that's just part of my like music experience that if I'm excited about something, I'm gonna tell everybody I know how dope I think this is. And I didn't really get that feeling per se with this album. Like I didn't feel like there was like a song that jumped off the 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 
speakers at me and said, oh, this is the one. I don't really know what the one is on this album. Like, I don't have a one. There's songs on here that I like, but I don't uh-huh. have any songs that are like the one. I'll piggyback huh. off that a little bit because I I wasn't sure when I first heard it if there was a hit record on there. You know, I think about Savage Mode. I think about like X. I think mm-hmm. about No Heart. I think about mm-hmm. Mad High. I think about Ocean Drive. There's just certain records that really cut through for me. Uh, this album, I like it all the way through. But like take the Drake record, for example. It, 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 is, it has editorial playlists written all over it. Like, you know, it's going to be on all the rap caviars, all of anything that has hip hop rap music on it is going to get placed. But it doesn't feel like a song that is going to like ring off, you know, but I love running, you know, like from the moment I heard running, I felt like, OK, this is a record. This is a record. Um, uh, is it Big Stepping? Big Stepping, yeah. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another one. It wasn't like, oh, like it, it didn't make me run to my phone and, and, and text you. But I played it thinking like, yeah, if I hear this one outside, this is going to feel good. Sliding's another one. I was like, yes. yeah, like there's to me, there are songs that that really exemplify what 21 does well, what Metro does well. But I didn't hear like this is a bona fide a lot. This is definitely going to get him a Grammy award. Like I agree with you 100 percent. This doesn't feel like an album that has the intention of pushing his career forward through the channels that we think should happen like okay if you're a rapper and you get a grammy you think you're gonna go get another grammy or another level and try and shoot it again nah 21 kept it 21 in my very 21 he doubled down on exactly who he is this is a big boogeyman album where it's 85 percent taunts He's just like bullying folks song mm. after song. <laughs> there's, a, there's a level of fearlessness where I'm like, you know how rappers, they get bigger and they become more paranoid. It's almost like the paranoia does not exist to him anymore. There is no fear on this ah. album. There's no uncertainty on this album. He actually sounds super comfortable. And I wonder if it's like getting to the eye situation. He's like, well, there's nothing that can stop me now. That's how I feel. I feel like this is an right. album of being unstoppable, but by his rules, not by the rap game's rules. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I agree with Job, but I, I like that about it. it I, I like the fact that he doubled down on who he is and gave us a 21 album versus trying to be, you know, Superstar 21 or Rapstar 21. Like, nah, this is like an East Atlanta rap album. The, um, what was the song that got a music video, uh, just the other day where running. they're taking the Grammy to the hood? It was running. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We have to take into account that that's how he's regarded the Grammy at this very moment. Not to say that he doesn't love it, cherish it, isn't appreciative of that accolade, but that's sort of like the mood going into this particular project. Um, the way that I kind of think of it is that Savage Mode is sort of 21 and Metro reassuming these beloved, almost like action thriller roles. Like going into it immediately, I thought back to when I first watched John Wick. And I think the comparison is apt, even though like 21 actually makes that comparison outright, because this isn't the sort of role that's going to gain you respectability, but it's a cult favorite role. It's an, it's a crowd favorite role. And, um, 
And I think in that regard, I hear 21 and Metro leaning into it more. I think this album is actually a little bit campier in that it sounds like a big budget redo of Savage Mode, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with the Savage Mode, it is so self-serious. It is entirely grayscale. It it's all about 21 letting you know that this is how shit really is. And he doesn't do internet shit whatsoever. He has since become a meme three times over, which is why I think when the album begins with Morgan Freeman and like those more literal, like John Carpenter, Holly Halloween style tones that you're all in on the joke. I think that's what basically Savage Mode 2 is all about. And if anything, I learned that I only like fan service when the fan is me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, give me screw what I all want. you Marvel people, but just give me what I want. Give me damn what it. I want. Yes, yes, that's how well, I, I mean, feel. To, to, now that I'm listening to what both of you all are saying, maybe I will hear it differently because now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes me think, well... So 21 put out this album, like we said, that had, you know, uh, big singles on it and Out for the Night and a lot and, you know, all that kind of thing. So does he feel like maybe he he didn't exactly put on a, a shiny suit, but did he feel like, all right, I did that thing that was like a commercially viable or a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit left of center from where I would what I would normally go but now I'm just back into being blood and guts and shoot you in the face and, and kind of getting away from that whole trying to win a Grammy thing and because I mean he he's mentioned Glenn I mean he's never been shy about talking about the east side or Glenwood but he talks about Glenwood maybe more than I've ever heard him talk about Glenwood and Flash Shoals mm-hmm that I can remember in with such frequency that it made me feel like, all right, maybe he's just back to the East side of Atlanta and he's done with the Hollywood thing. He's done with, you know, the Amber Rose high profile relationship thing. He's done with the whole machine and maybe Savage Mode too, especially given the current situation with COVID and everyone's inside, you can't really, be in the club you can't necessarily be in certain party environments where you know some of his other songs lived um maybe it's more of a just if you're riding around in your car because you're bored and you got nothing else to do and you just want to ride around and feel like a gangster (laughs) while, while you can't go to the club or you're not supposed to go to the club even though i probably dare to venture that a lot of 21 fans are still going to the club <laughs> you guys put on at least put on a savage mask or something man like don't just be <laughs> at allure. <laughs> don't just be at allure getting ass clapped in your face and be maskless but whatever but maybe he wants to get maybe he felt like he needed to get away from that and he's just going to put out a project that was just the rawest essence of 21 and everything else be damned it's very similar to when Future came off Honest and went back to the mixtape circuit. You know, post Sierra, you know, he wanted to get back into that mode. And Savage Mode 2 feels like 
a street album that could have been a mixtape once upon a time ago mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't really have the gloss of a mainstream rap album like it's not glossy at all it's not shiny it's, it's kind of dirty you do have shinier songs but some of the to me the harder records the more 21 records like running it's just it's, it's in the dirt it, you know uh, to what Josh said there's a reference to club crucial um, like in the first record mm-hmm. or, or taking his shooter to the Met Gala. You know, he's yeah. he's showing that I'm able to bring things to me. I'm able to go to places I couldn't go before, but I haven't lost myself. I know yeah. exactly who I am. I, I know exactly in the midst where of all I'm this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Even with the stuff with him being from, you know, the UK, that that didn't that seem to face at all. That right. line was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what he said, you keep what he said, niggas keep talking about this UK shit when they know I got AKs. Yes. Right. I see yeah, right. <laughs> this kid is crazy. Yeah. Gave him one bar. And that was, <laughs> one, you know, one, it was done. And you won. I'm gonna mention this one time and then I'm gonna go about my business. Stop talking about And I will leave about, this press conference. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, in my mind, that was like when LeBron had on like the short suit. And like briefcase, and he like gets up from the press yes. conference. Like, okay, enough, I'm done. I'm walk. I'm leaving now. I'm done answering these questions. Like I'm out of here. <laughs> but to Yo's other point, though, you're right. Though a long time ago, to me, uh, five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago, this album could have been against the Grills. But instead of DJ Drama, mm-hmm. we got Morgan Freeman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you like, feel me? Morgan Freeman is Mr. Thanksgiving now. Oh my God. <laughs> And, <laughs> and, and I mean, listen, if you asking me, do I want DJ drama on my album or Morgan Freeman? Drama has no wins. Yeah. Sorry, drama. But. Sorry, drama. But like you have no wins if you're going to make me choose between you and Morgan Freeman. Not not even anything to think about. I was thinking about how Morgan Freeman narrated 500 Days of Summer. And I was mm. like, man, if I could have got 500 Days of Savage, I would have loved it. Wow. You know? <laughs> wow. I knew Christina was going to feel me. <laughs> Why? Because wow. I'm the 500 Days of Summer type. <laughs> I hated that movie. I fucking hated that movie. Uh, you know what? You know what's so funny? Mike and I met right after that movie came out. Wow. And I was like, this shit ain't romantic at all. Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> needed to leave Zoe Deschanel the fuck alone. She said no. She didn't want you. And that's how I got my partner. Look anyway. at you. Now you have a husband. <laughs> all that hate. All that vitriol. <laughs> now look at you. Making kissy faces on the couch. <laughs> Yo, John. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, oh my God, what was your original question, John? It was about um, um, Grammys versus Glenwood. Oh yeah, yeah, just just him, kind of like you know, maybe maybe he just doesn't want to participate in in the the mainstream music type of things that you, you know, the records you have to make and the things you have to do to be involved in that part of it. Maybe with this thing, he just wanted to say, here, here are these records, everybody gets shot, and I got Morgan Freeman with me. I think part of it was that, first of all, um, once the original Savage Mode was out, he and Metro still had maybe two to three dozen records that were still kind of like laying around. Mm. And I don't know if any of those records appear on this particular album. But 
so, I mean, they already knew that they could work together anytime, anywhere, as they have done so many times before. But I think the other part to recognize is that it's it's not like he's not necessarily making a compromise on bankability because in my mind, you have to remember that savage mode is what really put them on yeah. and mm-hmm. put them on in a sense that like they beat both of them, 21 and Metro become like sort of these memorable characters in like sort of this dark underground gritty space that's exactly why a post malone wants to work with both of them because here's this guy who's literally a bud light spokesman looking for some darkness and looking for some edge and the first place that he looks is literally savage mode so i think both of them also understand that as unlikely as this come up is there is a lot of bankability in sort of like this streetwise persona. And yeah. I think to me, Savage Mode 2 just sort of like doubles down on that. So I don't think he's making a compromise as far as like bankability, in okay. my opinion. That's fair. And I think the album is technically sharper than his previous work. I think as a rapper, he he seems to have really mastered his delivery, his flow, his cadences, even his ad-libs. Like he hits all the right points. You know, it feels very fluid. Every verse, every hook, like he has such a great understanding of being a rapper that I think it just shows his growth artistically, too. Even though he's doubling down on who he is, I think he articulates that persona way better. Mm. I just I miss the I miss the rawness of Savage Mode, though. Like Savage Mode is the type of album you make when you're still coming up. Like when, oh, for when you sure. Aren't, yeah. When you aren't really sure where this is going, you know, very trap music-esque of, mm-hmm. all right, I'm getting out of the hood. I'm getting out of, you know, my past life. But, you know, he didn't really have the accolades. He didn't really have any of the trophies that lets you know, all right, you're a legitimate rapper. He's still coming up. He had a bunch of cosigns. He had a bunch of people that was rocking with him, but... It's, it, and it was for being that raw street rapper. So Savage Mode really encapsulates that energy. But Savage Mode 2 is when you translate that into a character, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. Moreover, I think like the way that I look at this album is that I don't even want to compare it to the I Am Greater Than I Was just because those works seem like completely separate somehow. I don't know why, but in my mind, my first instinct wasn't even to go back to that because I think with the solo albums, 21 Savage feels like he is more to, not to prove, but I think those are the type of spaces where he feels like he can expand and maybe like reach for the Mm -hmm. accolades and all that Mm -hmm. good kind of stuff. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, but that was, I think that was the main point. Um, Something that we didn't, You mentioned the Drake record, and we didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I do want to go back to it just for a a quick, messy second. Are you talking about the scissor thing? Yes, I'm talking about the scissor thing. Now, Drake, at this point, everybody knows that Drake is going to say names. Like He's going to talk about the women that he's dated. He's going to put these things in his music because that's just what it is with him. I get that. But and I never really took it as anything other than him being transparent because it didn't seem like from the, like if you have to put like a litmus, a clout litmus test on it, 
it didn't seem like he was talking about women who were as famous or more famous than him. Most of these women he was talking about, he was naming in these songs were, you know, models and things like that, that, you know, you might know from Instagram or whatever, but we're not talking about like other celebrities. Um, I think he has one song where he talked about the J-Lo thing a little bit. And at that point, we had already seen pictures of him and Jennifer Lopez and all that kind of thing. So cool. Public knowledge, you're not really outing anything. But this is a thing just sat differently to me. Like it felt like it felt more like a clout chase than any of the other women that he's kissed and told about. Ooh. And I don't exactly understand why he felt it necessary. Like I know he's mentioned her name in the diplomatic community record. And mm-hmm. it probably went over a lot of people's heads because he called her Solana. So anyone who didn't know that Sis's name was Solana probably could have just heard that or not even known that he was saying a name or whatever. You could have just easily blown past that. But like he made it a point to call her Scissor on this record and just to randomly say he dated her in 08. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't understand. The, the, the way he brings it up is hilarious to me. It, it, it was, was unnecessary. It was totally <laughs> unnecessary. It's kind of like, yo, bro, we didn't even ask you that. Like, <laughs> she didn't even ask him that. <laughs> the woman he's referencing did not ask him anything about it. Like, even the line itself sounds like a clout chase in the conversation. Oh, right, it's the like, worst humble brag ever. Like he's in the room, he's about to have sex with this girl. She puts on scissor. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know I dated her one time." <laughs> you know, and how does that con- and like what is the logical conclusion of that conversation? You kick Drake the fuck out. Like who gives a shit? Well, I thought we were trying to do something. You're trying to tell me that first of all. Well, yeah, the funniest part, part about it was he says the girl puts on a song. He tells her I dated her one time, and then and then as soon as he says that, he like justifies it or he like um i don't know what the word is but like he made his own excuse for himself saying oh it's cool we can just leave her on anyway we'll still <laughs> like bro <laughs> like first if of all, you didn't want to talk on. about it you shouldn't have said something you can't just move on from that yeah. shit no. come on whatever happened to more is more attractive when you hold it down bro <laughs> thank you whatever ja. what, whatever thank happened you, ja. whatever happened to Niggas talk more than bitches these days. Like what? <laughs> like that was like, what? What is going on here, bro? Like what is go- like Aubrey has some explaining to do, and I'm not even the type to ask him to explain anything. I don't care. But like, <laughs> I just I just need to understand why that was even remotely necessary. And I I love that he dates it too. Like he remembers exactly when he exactly it what it is. 2008. Like does Drake keep a Rolodex? Well, that's just, well, well, I will say this in in in, in Drake's uh, pretty transparent insecurity that he showed over you know the course of his career about things that women have said to him or done to him or whatever the case is. It leads me to believe that SZA had dissed him. Like even oh. if they were dating for a little while, it makes me think that SZA said something to him or chumped him off in some kind of way that hurt his feelings. And the reason he remembers the date and the situation so clearly is because he'll never forget how SZA told him his hair was whack or how. how, how, how 
but this brings <laughs> this brings right. up serious what a time to be alive energy right because in that particular pairing future's all like i come to more i've come to mourn the losses of all my friends and family what happens in savage mode 2 savage mode 2 21 savage is listing off dates of when his friends died what yep. does drake do talk about the time with SZA. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you how are you what do you guys even hold a conversation about like no do you idea. not understand that the stakes here are like so they're not even related sir like are you listening plus are the other listening? side of that is that the reaction to it you know when you say something like that it's going to get reaction on twitter and beyond but like when you get those kind of reactions people start doing like digging into the situation more right so mm-hmm. right now it's 2020 and SZA is 29 years old which means that in 2008 12 years ago she was 17 years old oh no Oh, no. Now, Drake is only 33 now, so they're not that far apart now. But at the time, if she was 17, that means that he was 20? Nope. Mm, 20, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe P- 21, pot- depending on when the dates fall. Yeah, depending on when the dates fall. <clears throat> birthdays, all that. Birthday, yeah, birthdays and all that kind of stuff. And I, so, like... And then also, like, what is dating? What, right. what, what are we talking about? Did That's you take true. Did you take her to dinner? Where'd y'all meet? Like, it's, it's too many questions. Did y'all just, just had sex a couple back. of times? Or, like, you're dating like you loved her? With Drake, it, you can't ever say. You can't yeah, ever say. Yeah, you don't know that guy. You, know, you can't know. But it, it is funny to me. These things are always way more hilarious when you drop them on a feature verse. Like, right. Why would you yeah. give this to twenty one? To twenty one savage? Like that's what you thought savage mode two needed? Your your admission of your outing of your brief relationship with SZA? Like word on this yeah. album we just talked about is full of blood and guts and Morgan Freeman yeah. and he's like no I got you I know what you no 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 I know what you're looking for. Uh, Some 500 so, days of summer shit. I, yo, yes. Oh Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey. But that is, that's so true to rappers now. Like, the history of things. Like, I wonder where 21 is going to be at in the next, like, five years and the things that he's going to be rapping about. Like, is he going to continue rapping like the boogeyman? Or is he going to change up? Is he is he going to find a new subject matter? Is he going to tell us about the girls at Club Crucial? You know? He could. It's possible. I don't think he will, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think if 21 does, he won't mention them by name. Mm -hmm. He'll just talk about Big Booty Hoes from Club Crucial, and it'll just be it. It it won't have, no one will have to feel personally called out to have to come back and explain themselves. Courtney from Hooters. Yeah, there's none of that. There's none of that. Drake Drake has made that his stick, though, at this point. Like, you get too close to Drake, you might appear in the song. And not not just appear, not just like a reference to the scenario. He's going to say your name, all the (laughs) syllables of your name on a song about something y'all with. Like, damn, bro. Like, to where, like, the woman could get tracked down. To where her man might look at her and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, imagine the scissors man <laughs> playing the new Twenty One record, just looking at her with the gym face with the, from with, the office with the, with the gym face, like, <laughs> like, oh word, that's what you was doing back in the you was running around with arms. Because <laughs> you know, SZA has not mentioned this at all. Like, she's never she doesn't care at no. all. 
at all. No, not at all. How is it that Drake is trying to clout chase? I don't understand. But that's Drake. why. It, that's it, that, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm so like flummoxed behind why he did this because I'm like, dog, you are Drake. Like they should be clout chasing you. Right. But here you are, a tootsie sliding into some DMs that like nobody wants you in. Like, get like, out. Just dog, relax. All you, gotta relax. Do is, all you gotta do is just relax. Yeah, man. Uh, Drake, Drake so is always going viral, bro. Drake is always trying to have that moment. Yeah. And again, that's that's something that 21 could aspire to have. I mean, having Morgan Freeman narrate your album, that's a moment. You're creating For moments. Sure. It is a power in music right now if you get the people talking we're talking about drake because of this scissor there's nothing else in that verse worth talking about but he At knows all. like he he's a craftsman of moments and that's why he's dangerous because no matter what drake does he can create a moment yeah even if it's a girl he's he dated like, in 2008 he's getting, like desperate <laughs> yeah it's, i mean it's it looks stupid when you're asking for it if you're like begging, like, please notice me. Let me talk about this time. I kind of dated SZA in 08 or whatever. <laughs> One like time. He's begging for it at this point. Oh, man. 21 wonder- Savage is not the type to beg for attention like that. Nah, that's just not, not, his, I think, that's I think not his I, shtick. He, the, based on everything he said, I get the impression he'd much rather be left alone than have attention. That's the energy. <laughs> that's the energy. <laughs> like, don't bother me. I don't want to be, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to cuddle with you. I don't want to kiss you even. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> he really just, did dismiss all people on this album. Everything. <laughs> like, I don't like you rappers. I don't uh-huh. like you. I don't like you women. Okay. I don't like the ops. Nope. I don't like the police. Nope. I don't like you rats, you snitches. Nope. None of y'all. <laughs> Who's left? Who, 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 who is it? Anyone left? Metro. Metro. That's what you Metro's the only one. It's, it's just me and Metro. And to that point, Morgan Freeman talked about the first, in the very first intro, he talked about the power of becoming one. Mm, he did. That was, and I, and, and you know what though? I thought there was something like, if anything else in the, uh, that he, that he narrated came off as like wise that big rube might have written it i think that intro probably should have been like the biggest hint that maybe there was something else behind it because i thought that was pretty interesting the the, everything he was laying out about you know being from different areas and being from different places and you know i think he had some line in there about whether you're two million or two thousand or something like that you know it, it comes down uh-huh. to being two people and the goal of two people is really to become one i was like oh wow that's pretty this sounds like 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 a wedding official type talk <laughs> like this is a I real mean, ceremony i mean i'm just saying like i i don't think morgan freeman was the type to have listened to savage mode like when it dropped can you At imagine all. him bumping x yeah no not under any circumstances whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much Twenty One Savage he knew before recording the script. That's why I want to know this pitch. I want to. I need. I got to call Key or somebody. I need to know exactly how do you pitch Morgan Freeman on narrating a whole Twenty One Savage album? Right. Oh, like not just the intro, but like not just the intro, the album. Songs. Yeah, you're all you're part of this album, so I'm going to send you Savage Mode. I want you to listen to it and get into the groove. 
And the other thing, too, is that they brought back Pen and Pixel for this. They mm. definitely brought back Pen and Pixel mm-hmm. for this. Out of retirement. Yeah. That's what being in quarantine will do. I feel. <laughs> no, they pull some big cards here. I think, like on a historic level, Morgan Freeman, Pen and Pixels, just even getting Metro back after the weekend. Like, you're really pulling together all of these pieces that is going to make this a moment. And I think the album moves like all these working pieces. Oh, this is what I meant to mention earlier. Um, This morning, I was thinking about all the movies that we would have seen by now and would have been anticipating in the holiday season Mm. had the COVID-19 pandemic not hit. Okay, We're talking loads of superhero movies. The new James Bond movie just got delayed. Um, Like we would have seen another Minions movie by now. We would have seen, I think, The Batman, The Suicide Squad. Like literally all of these blockbuster sequels would have hit the theaters by now. And maybe we would have been talking about sequel fatigue or maybe we were talking about fan service playing out in Hollywood, whatever. Hollywood have made a shit ton of money by now. Yep. You know, maybe Mulan would have made a shit ton of money had Disney not decided to just relegate it to its app. Um, so while the movie theaters mostly like remain vacant, it's like we haven't really had a blockbuster sequel until Savage Mode 2 came out. And to me, it sort of like recaptured that feeling where it's like, oh, let me go see what I already know I'm familiar by, but I know it's just going to be bigger and better. It's going to be like another Fast and Furious. Um, That's what this album kind of felt like to me. As much as I loathe sequels, it it kind of like captured that feeling of like, oh, here's something big happening again. Here's something big coming after like WAP and maybe literally that's it but yeah nothing's felt big i couldn't tell you since what was the last big album we had the last big album it doesn't feel like anything big came out this year like like project like like project wise yeah i mean there's i mean i'm assuming that when we say big we're talking about like the consensus big as far as something that mm-hmm. you know the general average rap fan even would stop and say oh this oh. is happening like let me stop and everyone turn their head and look at this shiny hip-hop right. object that's coming mm-hmm. out well rap no i mean taylor swift put out an album but even she had to forego the the rollout because there was right. no point there was no yeah, point. Like, what, yeah, how, how are you really going to do this? So, yeah, it doesn't feel like anything big. And I guess the question is, is it even possible for anything big to come out this year and still have that kind of effect? Like, if, if an album came out tomorrow that had an amazing single and an amazing, everyone played it and it was 15 records and all 15 records were incredible, and it just would it still even feel big? Like, could it feel big? under this climate that is hmm. tricky yeah because what would you have to do to get people's minds that and hearts like that invested in this one piece of art under these circumstances i'm not sure what that is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is tricky it is tricky because music is such a communal thing that it's really hard to kind of like feel it otherwise. It's the same reason why you want to go to a movie theater and like see the shit in person. Like, right. There are certain there are certain movies where it's like I want to be among a crowd of people to kind of yeah. Feel this I can't. Moment. I can't. 
like with Tenet. I still haven't gone to see Tenet yet, but like I couldn't go. No I don't one think has. I could... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I only know one person in real life who went to the movie theater and saw Tenet. They said it was amazing. And I actually, I, I want to go like really bad, but I just don't know if I'm like mentally strong enough to sit there amongst, I don't know how many people would be in there. Maybe if I walk in there and I see that it's totally empty, I'll feel better about it. But like, I, I think they, I'm ready to sit. I think they're doing a showing at the drive-in. Oh, are they? Yeah. The yeah. East Side Drive-in? Starlight? I believe so. I believe oh, so. Yeah, I had a friend yeah, yeah. see it maybe a month or so ago. Said it was oh. I only know one person to see it too, but they saw the drive-in. So, got you. I don't know, man. I I'm intrigued by it, but I haven't I haven't committed to seeing it yet. Yeah, but I mean, to your point though, yeah, you want you want to have when stuff like that happens, you want to be around other people. You want it to be a mm-hmm. thing that you know when your mind is blown, there's a bunch of other people whose minds are blown at the same time, and we can all take in how amazing this experience is that we're having with this album, movie, book whatever it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i kind of miss the communal witnessing something big and, and recognizing that it's big uh, i was thinking about when the last avengers movie came out and you know everyone's going to the theater to see it you just know that's the type of movie you know we on that type of time so with rap or even with music in general i remember when the weekend dropped and it was it felt like it was big but he also dropped right when covid hit Right when the quarantine was about to begin. So he was my first big example that it's going to be hard to have communal releases when we're all in the house. So ironically, 21 comes out and it feels like people getting a little bit more comfortable going outside. So it wouldn't surprise me if you go out and just you just drive to get some food and you hear someone playing the album. Like we're getting to the slow period of people getting comfortable again. So we'll see. Maybe that's why this album feels a little bit bigger because it's a little bit more motion outside. Yeah. Mm. And it also feels like a fall album. This album doesn't feel like it could have came yeah. out during any other season. Yeah. And they definitely, the, the weather definitely uh, coincided with with <laughs> what this album feels like because this just definitely doesn't feel like warm and sunny and like have on shorts and a t-shirt. Like this is a hoodie album. If it's warm and sunny, it's also Mike Myers like standing outside the hedges in the Halloween movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daytime trick or treating when there's like serial killers <laughs> who, mm-hmm. who are coming oh for your God. children in the daylight hours. It oh gets darker God. fast. Like you know, it's just mm-hmm. a change. It's just a change in like the energy outside, and that album, the album feels like it. You know, the album does not feel like summer. It feels like fall. And it feels like kind of fall where the temperature is dropping significantly. Like it's getting cold outside. I mean, I think I'd rather have this than pumpkin spice lattes. Very much so. Agreed. Give me okay. more, give me more, <laughs> give me more savagery and much less pumpkin spice. For the love uh, of God, sign me up for that. I mean, I just want to be clear because... Uh, Mike wants to rewatch the original Halloween to kind of complete this John Carpenter movie marathon we've been on. Okay. As if I don't remember how creepy the original was. I was like, trust Very. me, Mike. It might have been an oh wait. It might have been when Drake was doing some shit he wasn't supposed to do. But I tell you what, like the moment that Mike Myers rises up after he had been laying down and shoot straight up. Yeah. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't want to see that shit ever, 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 ever again. 
ever. I'm Did done. Did you all watch the last Halloween that came out last year? No. I yes. Didn't. You did? So you didn't see it, yo. There, there, or it's not even spoilers, really, but it's just there were some, there were some kind of tense moments in that Halloween that I felt like, oh, okay, this is pretty creepy. Like, I didn't know how they were going to pull that off as like the 90th sequel of Michael Myers. I know. There were some very tense moments in the new, in the, the Halloween, uh, the Halloween reboot that I was like, oh wow, you can still feel like I didn't know if I could still feel like that watching like scary movies. Over a William Shatner mask. Yeah. Can you believe? Yeah. Can how you about believe? That? Yeah. So do you think with that said, a third Savage Mode could come out and we would still be excited? Hmm. It can't be the next one. No, no, no it can't be. Like I don't if, think it would be. I don't think it would be either. But I feel like if you're going to do a three, you've got to A, put some distance between this one and that one. And then if you're going to do a three, I feel like you have to do it in a way that like it should be impactful in some kind of way. I don't mean like Grammy impactful. I mean, if you're doing Savage Mode 3, it should be like hype like the way people were excited for beast mode 2 and how like people were oh shit like there's gonna be a new beast mode like that kind of feeling because i don't think that they exactly captured that oh there's about to be a sequel feeling with this particular album at least leading up to it it didn't feel like a oh shit there's another one coming out i remember how much i loved the first one this is about to be crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we'll see I- it was. I do remember feeling really suspicious when the publicist sent um, that was it that change.org petition. People calling for Savage Mode too. I was like, if this is coming from your email, <laughs> I don't trust this. I don't I'm sorry, Young Metro all. doesn't trust this. This is not on God. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I think I agree with you, Ja. Like, um, I could see them returning to these characters again. I'd be interested in seeing how they top themselves. This like in a savage mode three but i agree like and i think they would want some distance between the sequels as well yeah for sure yeah i I would like to see at least at least one other i'm not gonna lie to you like i still kind of want whatever follows i am better than i was Mm. i still Mm. want that next tier of that level of 21 savage Mm. I don't know what that is. I don't know if he'll be even inspired to delve into that in the future. I guess we just have to wait and see. But I do kind of want to see where he goes in that kind of lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want mm-hmm. the the bigger album. You just want it to feel bigger. Um. Yeah, I just want it to feel bigger. It doesn't have to have like any... This is the number one record in the country. It doesn't have to have any of that. No Grammys, no nothing. But like... The feeling I get, like, um, let me think. Like, the feeling I get when I hear Break the Law or when I heard mm. Gunsmoke the first time or mm-hmm. Can't Leave Without It. Like, mm-hmm. I want that feeling of, like, mm. oh, I'm about to do 200 miles an hour. I'm about to burn all the gas. If the cops try to pull me over, I'm going to run. Like, I'm going to play this album and get myself in trouble. 
Okay. okay. I didn't. I didn't feel like I was gonna get in trouble listening to this album. I felt like Twenty One was gonna get himself into trouble listening <laughs> to this album. <laughs> like, I'm listening to him talk about all of these things, and I'm down for it. But it didn't inspire me to do my own crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you just want another Christopher Nolan edition of Twenty One Savage? Yes. Just, wow. Yes. I don't. <laughs> I want. I want to. I want to listen to that and say, you know what? I'm going to do felonies, a lot of them, and I'm going to do them right now. I feel y'all, though. I feel y'all, because there is a a translation between the music and how it makes you feel and the music that inspires you to commit acts that you normally wouldn't, that sticks with you. Like, it, it makes you, you know, want to go back for that feeling. Like, John knows where to go when he wants to commit a felony. It's not Absolutely. committing a felony. It's playing 21 Savage. It's playing 21 Savage. <laughs> it's playing Break the Law. Yeah. It's playing, yeah. like, those records that I know. I'm going to look at everybody crazy at the red light. <laughs> you haven't done anything to me, but I'm look, I'm rolling down my window, and I'm peering at you from behind the cracked glass, looking at you with the wildest eyes in the world, like, Oh my it. god! I just heard a car drive by blaring a lot. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you see? see, see, see. I got knife emails. You got, <laughs> you got cars beating down the block. The spirit of savages is amongst us. I really thought I was hearing shit for a second, but no, that was real. Okay, mm-hmm, all right. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. He is with that us. Is, that is crazy. What about you, yo? Do you want a Savage Mode three? Yes and no. I like a great two P. Because I think, the, to me, the sequel lives up to what I wanted as far as coming back with something that I didn't expect. Morgan Freeman, uh, Metro's production, to me, has only gotten better. I think 21's rapping has only gotten better. They really nail these characters. A third one, I don't know where else you go, you know? Like, if they have a creative plan to execute Savage Mode 3 and make you feel like the, a natural progression, but elevate it to another level. Like, I don't know. Where do you go after Morgan Freeman? Who do you call? Right. You know? Well, in either The Matrix 2 or 3, Mike's going to be so mad that I don't remember. Um, there was Cornell West. Mm. That's, That's the true. only idea I have. I mean, if he it was otherwise on, a bad movie, but there was Cornell. Also, three pieces hard, you know, Matrix it Three, is. Godfather Three. You know, the, if you can nail the first two, I think you should bow out, cash in. You know, take your coins, take your accolades. You did it. But going for that third one, that's when I feel like you can you can get tripped up. But yeah. if if Twenty One comes back with Obama narration, count me in. Oh, sign me super up for that. You know. You know, that that would be Sign it. Sign me up for Barack Obama talking about snitches and rats. <laughs> yes. Was like subtle Donald Trump shade like written into oh, the script. Yes. Yeah. 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 Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, bring now it, we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. If, if not Obama, I don't know what it is that <laughs> elevates it <laughs> to if a level where, Obama. where we're just like, oh, my God, how do you do that? That's the thing, because right now, to me, Savage Mode Two exemplifies how they, how do they, how did they do it? That's the question. Everyone's asking, mm-hmm. how did you get Pen and Pexels to come out of retirement? How did you get Morgan Freeman? How like he had the Grammy in the hood? Like, oh my God, look at what he did. So how do you keep that going for the next one? It's I don't know, but if he finds out, count me in. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there for it. Oh man, 
Well, you've just been listening to the Something to Say uh, podcast produced in the SWATs by Michael Saba, big Matrix fan. If you are interested in supporting this podcast, which we would greatly appreciate and would have during this particular pandemic, not that I've known another one, honestly, um, head over to patreon.com slash something to say in Savage We Trust.